At last, we have made it into 2021. Now, I do want to keep as much of last year in the past as possible, but I do want to take one more look as we carry on into a new year. Specifically, I want to look right at the beginning. There was a lot of craziness right off the bat going into 2020, but still, there was some sense of normalcy. And I want to take a look at that specifically, like right at the start, starting to see some promise, starting to see some interesting pop culture start to form for the year. So for this week, I'm going to look at the first proper singles chart of 2020. Still some hits from the previous year making its way up to the top or sliding off, but without all the Christmas songs hanging on. So let's do that. Welcome to the Tim Gavin Show. We're going back to a simpler time. Was it a simpler time? I mean, compared to now, yeah. <laughs> this was this was still in the before time. This is like when we are still like just hearing about coronavirus popping up in Asia. And we were like, huh, that's never going to make it here. Two months later. Yeah, and of course, back then there was a whole suite of problems, too, that would just feels like we just you know, kind of forgot about after the pandemic, you know, like uh, Australia was on fire at this point, I think. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was happening around this time. Yep. And uh, I think uh, there was like still talk of Donald Trump getting impeached. Do you remember that? I can't believe that that was part of 2020. I know, right? Like. And there is just two distinct eras of 2020. There was the two and a half months before shit hit the fan. And then there was shit. Hit and the then band. there's everything after. <laughs> and it just feels like this two and a half months, like everyone's going to forget about it. So I feel like it is our duty to kind of talk about it. Like, look at, you know, kind of look back, see what may have been uh, the potential that could be extracted from this chart well we'll we'll uh, run through the top 10 like we normally do uh we'll preface this this is the january 11th chart from last year yes i i wanted to be specific about that because like this is this feels to me like the first true pop chart of 2020 because well there is no more christmas music on here (laughs) right because the christmas always throws me for a loop Uh, number 10, Selena Gomez, Lose You to Love Me. I don't think I have heard this song since, like, back when I was at my old job. Because, like, oh my god, this one was a real snoozer. It was uh, a number one. Yeah, and, but... And every I think it was because of the hype of the Selena Gomez comeback that it made it to number one. But at the end of the day, my God. Right. Like so slow. Like it's, 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 it's a good, it's a decent yeah. song, but it's not, it doesn't do much for me. Like it is just boring, but she does sound good. <sighs> oh, for sure. I'll, I'll give her that. Uh, number nine, probably the biggest crossover that we have ever seen. Uh, between country and pop would be Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber with 10,000 hours. This was a song that when we sat down in our music meetings for weeks, Tim was like, 
we 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 shouldn't add that song it's country it's got and eventually got to the point where i'm like we have to add the damn song now <laughs> yeah but looking back i will say this is probably the best thing that justin bieber was a part of in 2020 which doesn't say a whole lot because this wasn't that great either i mean it was released in 2019 yeah, but like this was kind of like the I feel like this is the kickstart for Justin Bieber's new era. I mean, he followed this up with Yummy, so I don't know if you can argue that. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, 10,000 Hours is legitimately not a bad song. But Yummy is a bad freaking song. <laughs> And it's also Grammy nominated. Oh, and yet the weekend got shut out. Yeah. Um, number eight was Travis Scott's highest in the room. Ironic because it's not even highest on the charts. It was. Yes. It was a it number was. one. You got to actually, yeah. it was number one before this chart. Cause you got to think like this, is, the, the numbers we're seeing on this chart is all at this point. It's not, uh, combined times on the charts, right? So it was a number one, and it worked its way down, and then back yeah. up because the week before this, it was number thirty-eight on the chart. Quite the jump. I mean, but yeah. And one thing I, I have to say about this, like, I'm not really much of a Travis Scott fan, mm -hmm. but you know, Sicko Mode kind of drew, drew me in. Highest in the room, yeah. I I, I kind of dug that too. Like it's. I think, like, you know, Travis Scott releases a couple more albums like that. He might grow on me a little bit more. Absolutely. This one. Oh, this was still at the near the start of um, this song's popularity. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was on the top 40 charts for a better chunk of a full year. And number seven, Tones and I, Dance Monkey. And I hate this song so much. <laughs> It's not even the music. It, it's it's her vocals. It's so whiny and nasally. Yeah, like this is this is definitely a love it or hate it. There is no in between on this song. Probably, I would say, like the biggest trending song of the year, though. Like probably, like, I, I, I'm not talking. You know, your top forty charts. I'm not talking radio charts. I'm not talking. Uh, anything like that. I'm talking about what you saw on social media. Yeah. And, and Spotify and stuff like that. I would say probably the biggest trending song of the year. Yeah. Unfortunately. But still, <laughs> like it's, it's not that great. And I really think that, you know, this is going to be like one of my two big one hit wonder predictions for this episode. Tones and I probably going to slide into one hit wonder status because like, I know that Tones and I released a new song this year, but I'm seeing it on a lot of worst of lists. Oh, yeah. Didn't do for Didn't do much in North America, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Number six, Lizzo's Good as Hell. And out of all the top ten, I think this might be the best song on this on the top ten of this chart. I mean, you couldn't help walk around singing it. Yeah, like Lizzo, like. All of the singles that Lizzo dropped throughout like 2018, 2019, like all, all of her songs that charted, definitely a part of the soundtrack for my 2020 during the brighter moments. For sure. Like sometimes I just be like out for a walk 
when you know the rest of Wainwright is inside, you know, the sun's out, it's still kind of warm, still trying to get as much of those positive vibes that I can possibly get. Feeling good as hell. <laughs> I will never do that again. Number five. I also kind of associate this song with washing hands because like if you sing uh the chorus to good as hell three times, that's about 30 seconds. So enough time to get in a thorough scrubbing of the hands. <laughs> Uh, is that going to be actually the biggest story of 2020 is the fact that we are associating songs with washing hands? Because I know that was a big thing at the start of the pandemic. There's even a website which, oh, there's would, still a few. Uh, which would generate the lyrics for you uh, yeah. onto the, the hand washing poster. Like, fantastic. Uh, number five. I still sing along to uh, the chorus of Mr. Brightside every time I wash my hands. Too. Nice. Uh, number yeah. five, Arizona Zervis and Roxanne. Roxanne. I actually completely forgot about this song, and I feel like a lot of people just kind of forgot that Arizona Zervis existed, too, because I looked up the chart history on the song, and again, Roxanne, my other big one-hit wonder prediction, because this guy's released a ton of singles since 2016, and this one is literally the only one to chart. And he's released music since. Yes. Um, I'll agree with you on that. I think it will be unless he gets like this was another one that was big on trending, um, especially yeah. on. And I, I know we're going to talk about this a lot. This uh, this go around TikTok. Still, yeah. it's still being used in new videos that people are releasing like right now, even probably as we're doing this. Uh, oh, yeah. But. It, it, it's uh, unless he gets another song along those lines, it's he's going to be one hit wonder. Pretty much. But, you know, I, I've come to terms with the fact that that's just the Internet is just how, you know, hits are going to be made. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily TikTok. Like if it wasn't TikTok, if Vine was still around, it would be Vine. Instagram has reels. Yeah, like it would be. Thing it's it, it, it's not so much the platform as it is just the fact that the internet is the way it is. Yeah, uh, and if it's not TikTok, it's going to be someone else that'll eventually rise up in their place when TikTok falls out of favor. Uh, number four, Louis Capaldi, someone you loved. I don't mind this one. It it's not one that I'm in a rush to listen to again anytime soon. Is it? Which one's better? That or Before You Go? I like Before You Go more because I've heard it less. That's fair. Before I'll leave that to your own imagination. Well, uh, yeah. Also, uh, we could just amount it to also that um, we weren't really working all that much when Before You Go was a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, number three, another one that was big on... I should say is big on TikTok still. Roddy Rich and the Box. Yeah, and I kind of thought early on in 2020 that this would probably be the song of the year because out of all this, all the number one hits, like the Box was at number one the longest. Like literally, the next week of this chart, it would go to number one and stay at number one until the end of March. And Gotta admit, not really my typical style of music, but I didn't turn it down when it came on. 
It's catchy. Yeah, honestly, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. I don't hate it, but hey, you know what? It's you know, it is what it is. But I'm kind of it it just goes to show that just because you have the longest reigning number 1 doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get song of the year. N- exactly. Uh number 2, Maroon 5 and Memories. Which is another one that didn't do anything for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I I kind of give this song a pass just because of the intentions behind the song. Like this yeah. was for um, their their late manager who passed away. Yeah. So like, I get that this is pro- this is a super important song to them, and I can't hate it on that principle alone. But it's nowhere near my favorite Maroon Five song. Oh God, no! You know what? Here's the thing about Maroon Five. Old school Maroon 5, like I am talking 2000s Maroon 5, is the better Maroon 5. Yes, but there is kind of one almost exception to that rule. The song Wait. Oh, yeah. I think that is one of their best songs ever, even compared to their first two albums. Like, there's just something about that song that is just so good. And I know a lot of people might disagree with me, but... I just love that song, even though I don't like the album that it's on. I think we almost need to dub this something. Like, is this... uh, How do I want to put this? Is this the Katy Perry effect? (laughs) Where they keep trying to release new songs, and sometimes, the odd time, you'll get a good one. Yeah. But then the rest of it is just like... Really, guys? Like, this is the best you could come up with? Are you? Have you exhausted everything that you have? I think the problem is, it's just the worst songs are the ones that become bigger hits for some reason. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. This one, not a terrible song, though. Gotta love that 34-second intro. Post Malone and Circles oh, yeah. was number one. Yes. And i i like the song i'm not again the biggest post malone fan he has grown to impress me like ever since he first started out yeah and circles i think that you know it's it's a fantastic song but it is also a song that i think kind of like had its biggest potential lost because of the pandemic because this song is such a great campfire song like, this is the kind of song that you'd be like, you know, hanging out at a party, uh, having a few brewskis with your friends. Some guy brings out a guitar and the one non-country song that you're going to hear is Circles by Post Malone. Um, yeah, and I, I think part of it, uh, part of it is, is it is uh, one of the songs from Post Malone that really sets him apart from everyone thinking that he was just a rapper. Yeah, well... He, the only thing is, like, he's never really rapped. He's always sung. Yeah, but it was, like, that weird, awkward, like, middle of the road, almost trying to rap singing. Yeah. But, like, I, I've never considered Post Malone a rapper. No, not, just, not me just either, but this, this kind of, like, set it apart a little bit more from that vibe that he was giving off. A little bit. And, you know... I'm going to talk a bit more about Post Malone because there is another mm-hmm. song on this chart, like a little lower, but it's one that I find very interesting. And like this, this whole era of Post Malone, I am all for it. And I really hope that, you know, he can still keep, you know, breaking my expectations. 
Num- we'll say. As we move on down the charts, former number one, in at number 11 this week, uh, the the 2020 power couple, I guess we can call them, Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello with Senorita. This one is a is a major guilty pleasure song for me. I know. Okay. I, I like this song a little more than I think I should. Which Senorita is better? This one or JT? You forgot about JT's, didn't you? This one. <laughs> I gotta, no, I gotta I gotta give it to Sean Mendez and Camille Cabello. JT Senorita, it's a jam, but you and I both know that it is not the best song of off of Justified. No, it's not. It's not that honor goes to like I love you. Uh, yeah. The, uh, as for the Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello uh, version, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. It is a guilty pleasure. It is. It's just. It's like the current day smooth. It's got that summery type of vibe to it that you could just listen to yeah. year round and enjoy. Yeah, but especially in the summer. Like, I can't wait to go to parties again and just hear this in the background while I'm drinking sangria. Oh, what? You mean you just weren't doing that in your backyard? (laughs) Just chilling by yourself, jamming out? What backyard? Having sangria? It's been so long since I've had a backyard, man. Like, even here. Oh, I... Yeah, I mean... I just say that because I, as a dog owner, <laughs> I kind of have to have a yard. <laughs> um, I, I, I do want to talk about number 13. Uh, this is like, I think the year of the baby as well. It feels like it. And I definitely missed out a lot, I think, because like I, aside from that Roddy Rich collab. Rockstar. I haven't really listened to it much. Yeah, uh, I I can honestly say I have it either. Um, but apparently this one is a bop. Yeah, this guy. Easy joke is easy. Yeah. <laughs> I said dog and now dog staring at me. Uh, and then number 14, Billie Eilish with Bad Guy. Yeah, this one at this point already on the charts for 40 weeks. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's still somewhere on the chart, because like it, it's earned it though. It's all about there for Bad guy, I am it's, now. It, yeah. Like, uh, I, I think this kind of goes along the same lines as what you were going to say. Bad guy, uh, had that, um, that was her breakout hit and it had the staying power. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. And, uh, it, it's just still kind of kicking around, but yeah, now, uh, She's got to keep putting out more stuff if she wants to stay relevant. Otherwise, she would have fallen to that one hit wonder status, I think. Well, no, like, I think at this point, you know, Billie Eilish, she has like a, a bunch of, mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, pretty big hits at this point. But the ones you really only hear anymore are Bad Guy and Now Therefore I Am. Yeah, but still, more than just one hit. Uh, And then... This one was on for four weeks longer. Former number one. Everybody's favorite, it seemed, except mine. Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus, Old Town Road. I was more partial to just the version with Lil Nas X on it. Didn't like the Billy Ray Cyrus remix too much. But again, I I have a lot of respect for Old Town Road 
just because of the conversations that it brought up. Mm -hmm. And we can also see like two spots. Oh, you have uh, Lil Nas X again with Panini. And like, again, kind of like your status, but I think his next couple of, of singles and releases, that's really going to be what decides his staying power. Do we know where um, Holiday is sitting on the charts right now? I well, let's give it a let's take a look here. Uh, I'm also gonna log into the radio side and just see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Published chart. Hundred. Um, and let's see. Oh, right now Mariah Carey. So, yeah, it is. It is literally like six out of ten on the on this week's chart. Like the one that we're like from. Yeah. First chart of 2020. It's still all Christmas stuff. Okay, Little Nas X on top 40 in Canada. Keep in mind, there is still some Christmas stuff kicking around on this one as well. Uh, be- uh, this is last week's chart, anyway. Um, sitting at number 40, so expect that to go up once this Christmas stuff is out of the way. Oh, yeah. Like, holy crap, I cannot believe how... I feel like there's more Christmas stuff this year than there has been in previous but, years but again that just might be because of the the pandemic i know so. i know a lot of people uh i know we like for example went a lot heavier in our christmas stuff than what we would probably typically do but that was because we figured that everybody wanted that good vibe if you will yeah and I think it was a really great call for that because I think this is one of the few years where I didn't hear people complain about the radio stations playing Christmas music. There were still the odd ones, especially on the 100% Christmas music stations. But yeah, but also kind of was people like that are going to complain about anything. Oh yeah. Also, kind of was needed. I forgot about this one. Uh, oh wait, we'll get to that in a sec. Number 18 first, Lizzo and Truth Hurts. Yes. Oh, I. Which one do you like more, Truth Hurts or Good as Hell? Uh, I'd say Good as Hell. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those songs that you can honestly just kind of scream <laughs> and people won't judge you for it because everybody else would scream the damn song. <laughs> yeah. But I, I say that just because like I feel like I, I'm definitely not the target audience for Truth Hurts. That's That's fair. That's yeah, right. but still, great song. Glad that it also had uh, that number one spot at one point. And getting down into the 20s, this is where I think things get really interesting because you're seeing like right here, this is where we see like some of the stuff that's like going to dominate 2020 in terms of music. We have uh, number 20, Heartless by The Weeknd, which, you know, I'm amazed at how much this dropped off as Blinding Lights got even higher and higher. That's going to happen, though. When you release two songs at once uh, as singles, it's going to happen. Um, look back at Ed Sheeran. Yeah. When Shape of You and Castle on the Hill came out back in, I think, was it 16? Um. Castle on the Hill was kind of a sleeper. It it did get plays and it did have that trending to it at the time because it's Ed Sheeran. It's a huge name. But the big 
the bigger of the two songs was Shape of You, and that's the one that had the majority of the staying power. That This was another case of the song that I predicted would be the bigger hit did not become the bigger hit because I like Blinding Lights a little more than I like Heartless, but Heartless took off higher first, so I thought that it would be the bigger of the two songs. Whereas with Ed Sheeran and Castle on the Hill and Shape of You... I liked Castle on the Hill more. I was hoping it would chart higher, but no, Shape of You was the one of the big hits. And I'll just touch on that going back to what I keep saying about trending. And I keep using that word, but that's, again, a big factor uh, in what's going on with charts and stuff like that. Blinding Lights got the bigger trending. So that's why it eventually ended up taking over as the big song. Yeah. So, and you can thank TikTok as well because there was a dance involving it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Dua Lipa in at number 21 with Don't Start Now. Anyway, as I was saying, I feel like this pandemic has really like kind of like held back Dua Lipa's full potential because, you know, future nostalgia, this was like one of the big albums of 2020. Like people are going to be talking about this forever. But I feel like if a lot of these songs had gotten more play in nightclubs that it would go from like a nine to a 10. And I hope after the pandemic, when Dua Lipa can start going on tour again, as soon as we can all like start partying again, that this album gets like a, a deluxe edition re re-release. Well, I mean, there were so many great songs on that one. Um, from Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia. And it's such an 80s vibe to it, really, at the end of the day. You had uh, not only Don't Start Now, but you had Break My Heart, you had um, Physical, you had Levitating. Like, it was all there, and it's all fun. And not to mention all the remixes, too. Like, normally, I don't really, like, listen to a lot of remix albums, but this one, just the way it was produced and sequenced, like, it's... It feels like more than just like another way to promote future nostalgia, but is also like its own separate thing that needs to be experienced in its own way, which you don't really see for a lot of remix albums. That That's fair. I'll give you that. Um, this one kind of dropped off after it had its run on the chart. It's done. Not doing anything anymore, really. Billie Eilish, everything I wanted at 23. Which is kind of a shame because I really like this song from her. A little slower, but um, let's be honest, a lot of what Billie Eilish does is slow. Well, yeah, but I mean, in comparison to what's out there for Billie Eilish, yes, this is a slow song. But in comparison to everything that's out there, a lot of her stuff is pretty slow. True. But I don't know. I, I really like this one. I, I like this song a little more than Bad Guy. Hmm. Uh, maybe because we didn't have it playing in our ears all the time possibly uh a re-enter onto the chart at 25 uh was jonas brothers and only human and i'll i say that because there was also another re-enter from the jonas brothers at 29 that being sucker yeah and how weird is it that the jonas brothers of all like the the teen idols from when we were growing up made a comeback that it's what everybody wanted though <laughs> i mean i could I take it or leave it i i think that's what like the majority of people were hoping for uh in terms of who they would like to see have a comeback 
uh, I think one of the biggest names I saw was Jonas Brothers. Yeah. To their credit, though, it was a pretty solid comeback. And I actually like the, the songs that did chart. Like, Only Human, it's, it's all right. Sucker, though, that is a good song. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, I still feel bad for Kevin, though. <laughs> Kevin's just still kind of just there. Um, number 26 was Old Dominion's One Man Band. And I think that's like, this is our first country entry on the yeah. chart. Yeah. I I think, well, unless you want to call Dan and Shay and the Beeps country. Yeah, but... Because country, country does play 10,000 hours. But as for like, just a country song? Yeah. Yeah, this would be the first one. I recently discovered... Did... I, I didn't know this was a thing up until like yesterday... Old, uh, Old Dominion actually released like a uh, meow mix album. A what? A meow mix. They they changed every word to meow. <laughs> oh, so kind of like what Run the Jewels did a few years ago, because they had this this remix album, Meow the Jewels, where they put oh. in just a whole bunch of like cat noises. It was actually pretty good. Um, so like not revolutionary, yeah, so, but still it's interesting seeing like pet remixes become a thing. So, yeah, so this was done in August. So looks like, well, one man band was one of the songs. Uh, then there was some people do make it sweet. My heart is a bar. Never be sorry. Hear you now. I'll roll. Do it with me. Uh, an American style and smooth sailing midnight mess around. So some of their some of their big hits and some of their not so big hits are part of this meow mix. You're looking it up right now, aren't you? I am. So intrigued. <laughs> so how much catnip do you think got them to come up with this idea? All of the catnip. All of the catnip. All of the catnip. Uh Ed Sheeran and the Beebs, uh, another re-entry, I don't care, at 28. Yeah, that pretty much sums up how I feel about that particular collab. I don't know what it is. Like, I like Ed Sheeran. I like his main albums, but the number nine collaborate or number six collaborations project, it's just, it just didn't do it for me. Some of them did. We'll talk about one of those. Uh, still to come on still the number one because it is very, very close by. But yeah, I mean, this one was just kind of there off that. Yeah. But so. still, like this, this just goes to show Ed Sheeran can pretty much put anything out right now and people will, will listen to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, number 30, another country one, Luke Combs, even though I'm leaving, which, um, uh, very kind of depressing. <laughs> well, I mean, country music is surprisingly good at depressing music. Like, it's not all beer and trucks all the time. Sometimes it's your wife takes your truck, so you got to be sad about it for a while. <laughs> oh, recurring joke is is obvious. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's there. It, it's, yeah. Um, not my favorite Luke Combs song. 
let's be honest i think that one goes to when it rains it pours because it's it's that one's just super fun yeah that's a good one <laughs> but um i mean still worthy of its uh of its chart it did make it to number 11 by this point anyway um on the hot 100 kind of forgot about this one number 31 trevor daniel falling yeah i completely forgot about this one too because it kind of just fell away fell by the wayside after yeah well again it's all in the title yep seems to be a recurring theme <laughs> um black bears hot girl bummer at 32 i really hate how this song got bigger than what it was ripping off because hot girl summer was a great song this is just depressing depressing but kind of in a fun way not even in a fun way i mean at least it wasn't slow and ballady which it easily could have been i mean that's a good point but still it's it it's just, it's not my favorite song that that came out last year doesn't really speaking impress of me much. Sl- speaking of slow and ballady, Taylor Swift, Lover at 34. Now, which version of this song do you like better? Do you like just the one with Taylor Swift or do you like Shawn Mendes jumping in on it? I don't know, because I'm not a big fan of the song either way. Yeah. Um, I don't... Honestly, I think to give it a little bit of life, I'd say the one with the Shawn Mendes collab... But at the same time, like, not a Taylor Swift song I'm automatically going to be listening to. Yeah, yeah. I'm more, I'm more going to go for probably, like, her two recent projects or 1989. Everything else, eh, take it or leave it. Yeah. And I'm not even, like, huge on uh, Evermore. Yeah. Like, Folklore was the better. Um. Harry Styles had a good year. Number 35, Adore You. Yes, I love this song. Oh, it's so catchy. Yeah, but like Harry Styles in general, just like having a great 2020, I feel like his new album doing a lot better than his last one did, even though his last album was pretty good too. I feel like it it got kind of underrated in terms of its quality compared to how well it did. I never really thought that I would legitimately be jamming out to Harry Styles songs. Like, I was one of the ones who, like, consistently made fun of One Direction. And then they kind of went out and did their own thing, and I can't hate on Harry Styles, because he's actually one of the ones doing something. Yeah, like, both him and Niall Horan, and... I actually like Niall Horan's singles a little bit more, but like in terms of albums, Harry Styles, like he makes more cohesive stuff and it's just like, it's, it's better quality, but you know, singles don't do it much for me on their own. It has to be all together. There we go. Marin Morris, the bones at 36. Um, I like this song, but it had no business being on pop stations. It also had no business with Hosier. Wait, that happened? You didn't know? No. Uh, yeah, there's a, a version with Hosier. <laughs> well then. 
because I, I remember this is one of those I, times I, where I don't mind living under my particular musical rock. Okay, I thought, I thought I might have brought it up at one point, and the reason I say that is because we did have it on our pop stations, um, not the Hosier version, just the Marin Morris version, yeah. and I think. I thought for sure we had the conversation at one point about whether or not we were going to switch out for the Hosier version. And we I thought we had said no or that might have just been something I might have told myself. <laughs> yeah, that, that was just something that you told yourself because I have no I did not know that that was the thing. And yeah. Yeah. Um, look it up when we're done. It's um, it's interesting. I can imagine. I mean, I like uh, Hosier, so. I'm sure at least I'll think it's okay. Hopefully, uh, don't 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 bet on it. Okay. Number thirty-seven, Halsey and Graveyard. Yeah, somehow like this ended up being a huge song last year too. Like, didn't it get up to the top of uh, one of our countdowns? I think so. I think so. But you don't hear it anymore, and that's the thing with Halsey is like. Her songs climb the charts and they do really well, but for the most part, there's no staying power afterwards. I do like Halsey. I wish that she had a little more, bit more staying power. Like it feels like, unfortunately, you know, closer the the song she did with the Chainsmokers. That seems to be like the one that just stands out the most. But the more mm. that I listen to Halsey, the more I like her, and I just I I wish she had like more of those like big like hits that would like stay more in people's heads my favorite by her that was a single and was played quite a bit and then went by the wayside was alone that was a good one i'd have to say my favorite thing from halsey so far again this is a feature she was on uh, a single with machine gun kelly for his pop punk album and uh, oh, they had this song right. called forget me too and that was, I think, Halsey at her best. And now I kind of want her to make like an Avril Lavigne style pop punk record. <laughs> oh, boy, that could get interesting. Good. <laughs> uh, Khalid reentered with talk at number 40. Yeah. Produced by Disclosure. I this is another song that kind of like dropped off my my musical radar, but I listened to it again after looking through this chart and like, oh, yeah, this is a great song. Oh, yeah. It, it, and that's the thing. Like, Khalid is a great artist. Oh, absolutely. And there, there's a lot of stuff that he's uh, he's on uh, or that he's released and, you know, he's collaborated with. Um, it wasn't ever a single, but I love the message behind uh, the song, the one that he did with Sean Mendez, Youth. Yeah, I haven't heard that one yet, but now I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, there is a video and um, it, it really talks about the I, I guess one of the big clear messages as part of it is, you know, just oppression in general. Yeah, so it, it's it's a great song. I'll have to check that out. Uh, Khalid also on. And this is the other one I was going to talk about with Ed Sheeran, Beautiful People at 42 which was also a re-entry. Yeah. Um, this song actually, it makes sense for these two to collaborate, I think. And it's good. Yeah. And, and like, out of the number six collaborations project, this is probably my favorite that was on there. Yeah. But it's also, 
again, one of those ones that you could just vibe to. Yeah, it's good in either in the in the front or in the background. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, I honestly thought there was going to be more of a joke there coming from you. <laughs> no, just just two guys agreeing that a song is good. Um, this was OK. Let, let's talk about number 45. Doja Cat uh, and Tiga with Juicy. The start of what really made Doja Cat be known didn't come until after this. Yeah, like. I'll admit, I don't think I've heard this song at all, even after like looking at this chart. And it just goes to show the power of Say So. Like, it's a great song, super catchy, but I feel like, you know, anyone who didn't know who Doja Cat was before might not go look at the rest of her stuff because they'll just be so fixed on Say So. And I think, if I remember correctly, she made a comment about she's, like, already, like, does not like say so herself <laughs> which i mean i i get that those like the big songs that they're known for would probably like be the most annoying to them yeah i mean it happens all the time um like the uh the late singer of uh warrant uh Janie lane he has gone on the record saying that he hates cherry pie Mm-hmm. And talking about Halsey again, she dropped a live album this year, and literally one of the tracks was Not Closer, Just Stage Banter. <laughs> and right at the start, she says, no, I'm not fucking playing Closer. Uh, Doja Cat did have another big song uh, after this one was released. Um, I, I shouldn't say big, like it was a secondary at best uh, in Like That. And then she's got that one out now with BB Rexa. Right, yeah. So, you know, what do you think? Is Doja Cat going to keep uh, increasing in the hit power as we go further into this decade? Or do you think 2020 was just the, the main year for her? Uh, I guess we'll see. Um, I think she, I, I think there's a lot there that we could still expect to hear from her because... To be fair, the songs aren't bad. Yeah. They're catchy, they're upbeat, they're fun for the most part. Yeah, they're good. Uh, but uh, you're going to see a lot more of the artists who make it big because of things like TikTok that will be one and done. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It, so we'll have to wait and see on that one. I don't want to pass judgment yet as to whether or not which way she's going to go with that. It could go either at this point. Yeah. And um, if 2020 has taught me anything, it's that I don't ever want to make like any like hard predictions anymore because you never yeah. know how wrong you're going to be or I'm going to be, especially me. <laughs> hey, I've had my moments of being wrong too. Nobody. I know, perfect. I know, but <laughs> actually, you know, we should go back. I mean, I actually, I've already made an episode of like some of the predictions that I've that we've made. I have to go back and listen to it because like I, I know we got a lot of them wrong, but I think it was <laughs> I think maybe you got more rights than me. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll we'd have to go back. Yeah. And, and just double check those numbers. Um, number 49, Lady A. And what if I never get over you? 
Man, I, I forgot that... I kind of forgot that they dropped a new single. Like, all I remember from Lady A this this year was that they did the name change after the Dixie Chicks dropped They had Dixie. two singles. Really? They had this one and Champagne Night, which is the one we're playing right now. Okay. So, and and Champagne Night, super fun song. <laughs> what if I never get over you to me and just kind of meh? Yeah. But again, you know, country music, they lean a lot on those kind of breakup ballads it's a classic hallmark of the genre. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like Lady Antebellum. I've never turned them off whenever they've, co- they've come up. So I'm sure that, you know, it'll at least be a three out of five for me. Number 50, Camila Cabello and DaBaby with My Oh My. Yeah, this, this ended up being a song that I, I heard a lot around that time. I can't really listen to it too much anymore just on my own time, just because, like, I, I kind of associate it with someone who, like, I was, like, kind of, like, you know, texting on Tinder, like, really early on in this year, and she really liked the song, and then she ended up ghosting me, so now it's just, I have those negative associations, so it's going <laughs> to take fair. a while before I can get back into it, I think. That's fair. It is a good song, though. Um, you know, again, I... I, I didn't re- I wasn't really a huge fan of Camila Cabello when she was a part of Fifth Harmony, but there's something to be said that she's got a big name for herself now. Yeah, I find it really interesting how, like, you know, she was the first one to to really, like, and the only one, I think, to have, like, a really good um, solo career out of Fifth Harmony. There, Yeah, in terms of really good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Normani and Kehlani, they've both release stuff and normani got a little bit normani got a little bit of a kickstart from sam smith yes but at the same time normani isn't releasing anything new like i don't know like she's not even releasing an album i don't think she did have motivation which was her solo single that That was was a really good song too but i don't know like i just i want to hear more from her that's fair um and then, you know, you start getting into this and you, you start seeing, like, groups of songs that I've never friggin' heard before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, number 58, though, John Party and Heartache Medication. I remember hearing a little bit of John Party back when I was, like, on, on the tail end of my career in country radio back before I moved yeah. to Wainwrights. And, you know, he, he had some good stuff. Um, yeah, and and... I would say probably Heartache Medication wasn't the bigger of his two songs that he released this year. The other one being Ain't Always the Cowboy. Um, That, uh, but it's still a good song nonetheless. Yeah. Then at number 59, we have the actual biggest hit of 2020. Still. We finally got there. Yeah. (laughs) But see what I mean? Like this was, this was kind of a, a slow rise to the top at first, but now like, you know, once it got up to the top, it stayed there for a long time. And that, that of course, being the weekend in Blinding Lights. Uh, still mad that he got the snub from the Grammys. Just saying. Well, I think everyone is. Like, basically everyone who isn't a part of, like, the Grammy-nominating people. Like, the people that, like, come up with that. Literally everyone except them thought it was a bad move. I've never... I haven't seen so many people all around the world so united in hating something. And... Honestly, it's kind of heartwarming. I mean, you can look at Alberta now. Uh, 
take what's happened in Alberta this past week. Multiply it by yeah. about a billion, and then you have this. Yeah. Uh, Posty's back on as well, number 63, with his collaboration with Ozzy and Travis Scott, Take What You Want. Yeah, and this was the other song that I wanted to touch on, because... It's such a weird mashup, like never in all my life. And I'm sure like in a lot of people's lives, do you think that Ozzy Osbourne would collaborate with the likes of Post Malone, much less Travis Scott, but it works so well. And I am blown away by how much I like this song. Isn't it funny though, how there from time to time we do get those collaborations come out that are completely unexpected yeah and you're just like what yeah it's mind-blowing but you know in terms of like rock music i feel like post malone he's starting to like kind of cross over into that a little bit more in the sense that you know you hear i've heard a lot of rock fans say that they don't like rap but Post Malone is the exception. Like he's like the new Eminem That's in that fair. sense. That's... That he is like the exception for a lot of people who dislike a genre. And then at number 66, Black Eyed Peas and J Balvin with Ritmo. See, I actually enjoyed this song a lot more than I thought I would, but again, because of the sample, it's been kind of tainted. That's fair. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Uh number 72. Ed Sheeran, Camila Cabello, Cardi B uh, with South of the Border. I feel like that's a metaphor for something. <laughs> uh, yeah, possibly. Macaroni in a pot. <laughs> uh, this one. OK, I want to touch on this one because this one was kind of a sleeper on top 40. Gabby Barrett and Charlie Puth with I Hope. Um, it debuted this week, uh, that we're recapping here. Um, it, it did extremely well on initial release, the Gabby Barrett solo version on country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we never really saw or heard much about this song. And then all of a sudden it started climbing on the collaboration version on the pop side. And now it's huge on top 40 radio really like it just goes to show like you can never like really predict what's going to be a hit like even after like it's been out for a while yeah totally uh it it was just kind of um kind of confusing to me that we started seeing it go down on the countryside and then it was kind of laying there dormant for a little while and then all of a sudden it's trending on pop yeah, which is so random because like even like Charlie Puth hasn't had a huge hit in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a long time, but I guess this is the one. <laughs> I guess so. You know, more more power uh, to it. I guess. Number seventy five, Niall Horan, and Nice to Meet Ya. See, I really like this song. I don't know what it's- it is about Niall Horan, but I just I like a lot of the singles that he puts out, and this one is just. It, it puts a smile on my face. And then this one also from his buddy, Harry Styles, number 82, Watermelon Sugar. Yeah, I'm like, th- this song ended up being kind of a sleeper hit. I've noticed, like, I, I you, you see it kind of, like, bubble up a little bit higher on the charts later on in 2020. But, you know, yeah, I think, like, out of all the Harry Styles songs, aside from maybe 
maybe adore you. Like watermelon sugar is like the most played. Oh, hundred percent. There's no question about it. Uh, you you'll probably start to once stations get off their um their playlist freezes for Christmas. You'll probably start to see golden trend up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and I that again, that's another good tune. Yeah. I want to go back up a, a couple spaces to number eighty with uh, Joji slow dancing in the dark. I'm kind of surprised to see this here. Because, like, Slow Dancing in the Dark, that song, like, at that point, had been out for a while. Like, I think this, like, this was one of, like, Joji's, like, kind of, like, I don't want to say breakout singles, but, like, one of, like, his first, like, first singles that, like, really like, right. kind of caught attention. And I wish that it had gotten up higher, because it is such a good song. I'll admit, not one that I've heard, uh, which is surprising, because I'm certain that Tim has probably almost included it in, in, a, in uh, a link that he sent me at some point or another. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, but, think I, I think I actually brought this up in a music meeting, like, months before possibly. the time that this chart came out. Possibly. And I was like, okay, I'd have... I, I think at that point, I was probably going to go and look at things, and then, you know, shit kind of hit the fan in the world. Uh, <laughs> Number 84, uh, Jimmy Allen and Make Me Want To. I'll admit, I haven't heard this one yet. Uh, I have a feeling it's... A, is it a country one? It is country. Okay. So it was a debut uh, uh, in this or on this week. So, um, I mean, for a country to debut at number 84, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> that is. Uh, and then Luke Bryan, What She Wants Tonight at 86. Uh, you get this like group of country down here. You got Kelsey Ballerini, Homecoming Queen at 87, Ingrid Andrus, More Hearts Than Mine at 88, and uh, very depressing one at number 90, Riley Green, I Wish Grandpa Has Never Died. Oof, yeah, that is like, that is the most depressing song title that I have read in a while. Yeah. Like, the, the title alone just makes me want to kind of just steer clear of it. <laughs> Uh, and then like the bottom 10, there's really like nothing in there that did anything for me. Yeah. Like including Diplo with his Thomas Wesley project. I still have no idea why he did that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, there was that one with, uh, Morgan Wallen heartless and it's, it's so weird. I extremely weird. But still, okay. like, this, I think, has, like, all the hallmarks of, you know, a January chart. You see, you have the stuff that's, you know, maybe been on there a little too long, stuff that's just kind of bubbling up that kind of, like, is going to set the tone for the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does kind of make me think, like, would some, some songs be more popular or less popular had this pandemic not happened? Maybe we need to come back, uh, circle around to this, come like Jewish a couple months into the pandemic and just see where things were at. I think we will definitely do that for a future episode. But in the meantime, Post Malone, Circles, do you think it's still the number one? Yes. 
absolutely I, i'm giving 100 uh, it, it's such a good song like there's a lot of great songs in that top 10 but i would say that the one that i probably jam out to the most is circles and still to this day yeah circles definitely a cut above the rest on this top 10 and on this chart in general Thanks for listening as we enter into season two and 2021. Next week, we've got our first music meeting of the year. And I'm going to be really excited to talk about the first batch of new songs coming out. Maybe take a look at a couple tracks that just barely missed my radar at the end of last year as well. But thanks for sticking along for the ride. It's going to get a lot more exciting as things go forward. I'm Tim Gavin. I'll talk to you next time.